0: Hello and welcome back to the Shadle Solutions Podcast. My name is Austin Shadle and today I'm bringing to you another conversation. Um, This time I talked with Aaron Peterson, who is a leader in the healthcare and health insurance world. Really enjoyed this conversation. We uh, talked about a lot of different things. We dove into the world of healthcare and health insurance, his business journey, the kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle and just a bunch of other stuff, so I'm really excited to share this with you. I hope you guys enjoy it, and without further ado, let's get into that conversation. All right, so joining me today is Aaron Peterson. He is a health insurance expert, a father, and in our networking group, a man of many nicknames. <laughs> we'll uh, keep those off topic yeah, today. Yeah,
1: we keep those <laughs> off here.
0: So, how are we doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Happy <clears> to <throat> be New- here with you. Yeah, I appreciate you making the time. Uh, I'm excited for this episode because health insurance, health care is definitely something that unless you're in it, it's, you know, you probably don't know anything about it. And I think uh, just, you know, the more people that could listen to this, uh, the better off the world would be, especially I want to get into, uh, you know, how you can help people, small businesses or wanting to jump into that because that's always a a big intimidating factor. well, yeah. So let's uh, start kind of with your background. So how long, how long have you been in this industry? Sure.
1: Um, so I've been in the this industry for almost 18 years. Um, I started off, uh, I went to college at University of Northern Iowa, and I always wanted to be a coach and uh, and a teacher. Okay. I come from a family of teachers. Uh, my mother was a teacher. My Brother is a principal at a school in Wisconsin, and my uh, father also taught. He taught um, driver improvement, which I actually mm. had to take his course when I was a teenager, which is another story. But So I have the teaching kind of in the blood, and um, like many things in life, I uh, set out to be a teacher and a coach, and here I am as a, an insurance uh, a manager, mm-hmm. and, um, and I found a lot of the stuff that I learned. Uh, and becoming a teacher has translated pretty well into the insurance world too.
0: Yeah, as personally I know as a as a client of yours, yeah, yeah, you're very good at informing your clients. Okay, this this is why this is a good plan, or these are your options. So yeah, it's definitely an industry where you can focus on educating people and leading people down the right path. So let's see. So yeah, we'll just jump in for. That kind of small business aspect, so that's that's a lot of people's fear. You know, they're they're working for a big company. They think, okay, I mean, there's salary. You know, maybe that's not quite what I want to make. But oh, there's all these other you know health insurance benefits and whatnot. That was a big thing for me. Um, trying to jump into it, I'm like, oh my god, am I going to pay five, six hundred bucks a month for health insurance? And then really happy that you know I met you. You're like, hey, let's talk because you know that's there's there's some good options out there. Um, so what what are kind of those key things to know for somebody that wants to go out on their own in terms of uh, health insurance?
1: Sure. So our favorite thing to do is really to take someone that like yourself that wants to go out there and take a risk and start their own business. And uh, oftentimes, like you just said, Austin, the thing that's holding them back is health insurance and health care. So that's our favorite thing to do is to show someone that it is affordable. And the beauty of the Affordable Care Act, Affordable Care Act is the law of the land, started in 2010, and basically uh, what that, what the Affordable Care Act did, it does a lot of things, but it made it a so that if you have a pre-existing condition, so that used to be a buzzword um, back mm-hmm. in the day because it, to get insurance you had to be underwritten, and if you had just had a heart attack three years ago. Mm-hmm. Virtually no one wanted to provide you insurance. There was a high risk pool that was very expensive in Iowa that you could be a part of. But other than that, if you were someone that wanted to take a risk and go out and do your own thing, if you didn't have a group health insurance plan, group health insurance wouldn't uh, take those pre existing conditions against you, you were in a very tough spot. Now we have the Affordable Care Act. So if someone has health issues, that's probably the most important um, element mm-hmm. of that legislation is that you can't be discriminated against because of your health. The other thing is, um, since the uh, the American Rescue Act was passed in 2021, you can make a heck of a lot more money than you might think and still qualify for a subsidy through the ACA. And I think. There's still a lot of folks that just don't know that money is there for them, and, mm-hmm. and that's where we come in. So, you know, that's always number one on our list is figure out how we can get you any free dollars that are out there. And when I say free dollars, it's a coupon, mm-hmm. essentially, off your health insurance based on how much money you make. A family of four making $100,000 a year qualifies. So a lot of people um, just don't know that that's there. And so that's the, probably the first thing that we do mm-hmm. is just qualify. And especially if you're starting a new um, endeavor, a lot of times maybe year one, you're not netting a ton of income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's actually, in this case, to your advantage because it lowers the cost of the insurance. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I know for me and uh, other people in our networking group, that's what we definitely appreciate the most and we feel confident sending people over to you guys because if if they do fit into that you're not going to try to sell them on something that's unnecessary or would cost them more <clears throat> no absolutely yeah. not
1: that we, we don't see ourselves as sales although um you know mm-hmm. th- i guess that's our title but um you know sales is different um i don't know about you uh, I, I don't enjoy being sold that's, to, personally. yeah, that's
0: definitely been a. As I'm just, I'm more, you know, engineering background. I'm very just calculated. Okay, what's the plan here? Right. Here's the solutions, but that's yeah, that's something I've had to. I've been studying a lot, I need to get more more practice, and it's a subtle art because you know if you want to, and especially on your end, um, you know, if if the thing you're selling is going to help a person, you kind of got to think of it like, okay, I I should feel obligated to sell them on this. Cause I know it is the best thing for them. Yeah.
1: When you know you're what you're doing and you feel passionate and you've done your research, it's no longer selling. It's just giving your personal and you know, mm-hmm. it's giving your, your personal, uh, passion to someone else and allowing them to make decisions. So what we we're, we're doing is educating people that you can go this route, you can go this route. Here's the pros and cons. Um, and uh, it, it's not. Uh, we don't see ourselves as salespeople. We see ourselves, especially during COVID, we saw ourselves as frontline workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so many people were losing their jobs. They yeah. were looking at Cobra bills that were massive, and they didn't know what to do. So if we got a hold of them, um, you know, oftentimes I saw people that uh, were paying eighteen hundred dollars a month for Cobra that qualified mm-hmm. for literally That's uh, the same sort of level crazy. of coverage for fifty bucks a month. They just didn't know that they could go to the Affordable Care Act and get that. So, um, we're not performing any miracles, but we're helping guide people
0: and, and just showing them what their healthcare options are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, no one thing that I remember here, hearing you mention was that all your agents are was it FFM certified? Yep. Good. So isn't isn't that something that you said uh, really unlocks a world of potential that most people don't that's don't correct. Realize?
1: So the FFM stands for the Federally Facilitated Marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's healthcare.gov. So to to be able to give people advice and help them shop those plans. And um, I think the biggest thing is um, if you go on there and you buy a health insurance plan like you might buy other th- – for instance, if you go to buy uh, – Red delicious apples at the grocery mm-hmm. store, right? You're gonna look at the apples, um, you're gonna look at the quality of that apple, and then you're gonna say, Well, I'm gonna take, you know, whichever deals best. If Hy-V gives me a dozen apples mm-hmm. for this price and the same quality over here, you're probably gonna take the cheaper apples. Not quite as um, simple with health insurance, mm-hmm. there are really uh, low-deductible plans on the market but they have narrow networks of doctors that accept them so if you don't know what you're doing that's kind of the tragedy in the affordable care act is they put out this option but then as a uh, somebody that's in engineering you then have to become an expert on health insurance yeah. and learn that language in order to make a good choice often and so that's where we come in you know that we can educate you hey that's a great plan it has a low deductible that doctor that you want to go see will not accept that plan. That mm-hmm. specialist, that cardiologist you have to see twice a year does not accept that plan. So it doesn't matter what the copay and the deductible are, you're not going to be able to use your doctor or it doesn't take, uh, this medication is not covered. So yeah. those are the th- the mistakes that we see people making. They go, oh, geez, I want this $500 deductible plan. Fine. Just understand you mm-hmm. know where you can use that.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah, especially when being able to choose your doctor and stuff, because there's just- such a wide range of doctors, you know, if you have a long history with one, that goes a long way, so uh, a big thing to factor in when when looking into that stuff. Um, so even further on with the small business, I know another thing that uh, you guys help do is say, somebody's starting a small business, they have employees, but you know, um, they don't have insurance to give them. I know you're uh, the guy to go to to, you know, oh, okay, I'm hiring this guy. I can't give him insurance on behalf of the business, but, you know, hey, I can send him to Aaron and they can hook him up with something affordable that will allow them to still work for me and, you know, not have to worry about that side of things.
1: Yes, yeah. We work really hard to gain uh, small businesses trust to to let us help their employees find health insurance. Mm -hmm. So if you're under 50 employees, you are not um, required to offer group insurance to your employees. Okay. And, um, and most, uh, small businesses under 50, I would say most, I don't know what the percentage is. I would, most that we deal with do not offer health insurance, but they want to help their employees. Mm -hmm. They just don't know the, the, the ways they can do it. They can't afford to take out a group health insurance plan and pay that entire premium for their employees. But, they want to help them. So what we will do is just come on as uh, an advisor to the business. Mm-hmm. And we'll work with each employee individually and show them what their options are. And the beauty of that is a lot of these employees that are making maybe somewhere between $40,000 and 90000 a year, they qualify, again, for those ACA subsidies. Mm-hmm. So we can show them how to get um, quality, low-cost health insurance, help them kind of fill in the gaps
0: with Mm -hmm. private
1: insurance oftentimes uh, a big part of what we're doing is saying hey listen if you're a healthy person you hardly ever go to the doctor um, you haven't been hospitalized in the last five or ten years and you don't plan on going then you can afford to take a higher deductible health plan and keep your premium really low Mm -hmm. and mitigate those risks then with private insurance private supplemental insurance like what we offer um, does a really good job especially for healthy people that can pass our the underwriting. Uh, it's a way of sort of amping up your policy without spending a whole bunch of money, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's a that's something that we do quite a bit of.
0: Yeah. So expanding on that, uh, that was those are the kind of things I was really surprised to learn about. So other than that, like kind of baseline health insurance stuff that people think of, what are a lot of those common kind of add-ons, fill-in-the-gap items that you find yourself offering sure. or that people probably don't know about?
1: yeah hopefully your audience isn't falling asleep yet listening to health insurance but um
0: yeah maybe they're not quite all as uh, (laughs) nerdy as me
1: no um the uh, so the big thing there's there's three products that we do a lot first of all in iowa if you're on the aca the affordable care act almost all those plans are hmo plans so if you take a Wellmark, blue cross blue shield plan that's an hmo which you know you're pretty well served in Iowa. There's very few doctors that don't accept a Wellmark HMO. But if you find yourself, say, so for instance, wanting to get treatment uh, at the Mayo Clinic, all right, if you had a cancer diagnosis and you wanted to go to Mayo and you needed outpatient treatment, then we have supplemental insurance plans. One we have is called a specified disease plan that you can tack on and, and take that kind of insurance. And that gives you a, basically a quarter million dollars of coverage anywhere in the country there's no oh, network okay. on that mm-hmm. so it does a really good job of sort of giving you um, some alternatives if something big like that happened mm-hmm. um, oftentimes we deal with people who say well that's not happening to me and uh, of course yeah, I have a different perspective mm-hmm. yeah after You've 17, certainly 18, heard all
0: the stories I have
1: and um, and I would have probably said the same thing until I was in this business. But, you know, we dig in, we hear about people's health, we hear about their divorces, we hear about all the, those personal things that happen. And um, I have enough stories to share with my, you know, future clients to let them know that, you know, if mm-hmm. this isn't breaking your budget, then this is a, a good strategy to, to add to your insurance.
0: Yeah. And it's, I know a lot of people, you know, probably have problem with just how the whole health insurance thing maybe set up or why it's like, is, is it really necessary? But, you know, it's it's nice to know, okay, there's, you know, somebody out there that's going to help you at least take the best adv- – get the best advantage of it. Because, um, yeah, I was surprised by the end, you know, but signed up, and then later we refreshed on, you know, what my coverage was. And, yeah, just all those, you know, you, you tack on a little each month, but just the that giant safety net that a lot of those little add-ons can uh, – can provide just, it definitely makes you, it really does make you sleep a bit better at night kind of knowing, you know, like I'm a big I try to be a very active person and you know, you're always kind of worried like, oh, should I, should I tone it back? But you you want to be able to live life and you want to know, Hey, okay. If something happens, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go homeless. uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, uh, the number one form of bankruptcy in the country is medical bankruptcy Mm. and a, a rising number of those bankruptcies are people that actually have insurance hmm. so they have high deductible insurance and uh, high out-of-pocket maximums and so they're actually covered and still people
0: are going on bankruptcy so there's mm-hmm. definitely a need in the market um yeah every now and then you see a picture online it's like oh i got a snake bite and then they show their medical bill and it's like the it's small house <laughs> right Just like whew. yeah
1: and none of us are immune or you know i know you're a You're a cyclist and you're a triathlete Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're not immune. Uh, No matter how good your health is, you're not immune from accidents. Yeah. We live in Iowa. There's ice covering every Mm -hmm. sidewalk three months a year. And it doesn't matter how how good your heart is. uh, You're not immune from slipping and and breaking a kneecap or or something like that. So it's very inexpensive to add that kind of insurance. If you have kids, uh, Mm -hmm. I have two very active kids. Uh, my eight year old kids are pretty tough, but there's always a limit. <laughs> yes. My eight year old decided to do a pro wrestling move on my 12 year old and he fractured his shoulder. Oh, geez. Um, you know, that's a, that's a $5,000 trip to the ER that yeah. maybe it doesn't cost you 5,000 if you have health insurance, but if you have an accident plan that, uh, cuts you a check for $4,000 on that $5,000 bill mm-hmm. and your copay was only 500, you know, allowed my yeah, wife to not instantly have to, to one work. one-tenth yeah. the
0: cost. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, lots of ways to, to mitigate those risks. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so talking. that was talking about kind of younger, you know, more healthier people. Uh, what about, I know when you talk at our uh, networking group, um, options for the older folks out there. Uh, what, what are some things that, you know, you wish more people knew about in terms of kind of later on in life? Sure. So when you turn 65, uh, most 90-some
1: percent of the folks in our country qualify for Medicare. Okay. And uh, Medicare is something that if you ever look at your paycheck – and you see all those different deductions. One of them is Medicare, FICA, Medicare, okay. your federal taxes, your state taxes. You're paying in your whole life to be part of Medicare, and then when you turn turn 65, mm-hmm. um, you have the privilege of joining Medicare A and Medicare B. So um, we do a lot of education with folks that are re- um, either retiring early, or they're coming off, they're working into age 67, 68, and they're coming off their work insurance, and just sort of Usually, hopefully, at the end, they go, oh, wow, this is a lot simpler than I thought it would be. So everybody is qualified for Medicare A and B. I say everybody. There are If you haven't worked, um, then you may not or you may have to pay in extra to be part of Medicare. But hmm. most people that we talk to have worked in their life and paid in where they are entitled to. Okay, Medicare yep. A is for the hospital. Medicare B is for outpatient. And then Medicare B doesn't and Medicare A have deductibles and coinsurance on Medicare B. So then most people take what's called a Medicare supplement. There's also what are called Medicare Advantage plans that are out there. And we can help educate you know people mm-hmm. on what's the best fit for them. Probably even a bigger need, though, is what are you going to do if you're in a situation where you can't take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, that is where uh, Medicare does not cover that. So if you go to the nursing home, if you ended up having to check into a nursing home, there is no coverage for that through Medicare. A lot of people think there is. Mm. There's not. There's skilled nursing. So if you're recovering from a hip surgery, okay. if you were in the hospital, I believe it is at least three days, then you can have up to 100 mm. days of skilled rehab. Um, but that does not cover you checking into a nursing home because you can't take care of yourself anymore. Yeah. And so that's where... That, Probably the biggest thing that we do is try to p- show people some sort of strategy so that if they end up in that situation, there's an insurance strategy there to kind of catch them. Um, that's, the, that's where the medical bankruptcies happen quite a bit mm. is folks that's, that are kind of towards the end of life and yeah, um, that's they haven't made precautions. Very mm-hmm. unfortunate. And it's there are a lot of things that you can do ahead of time to mitigate those risks as well. Do it when you're healthy. Don't wait till you're sick. Don't wait till you're
0: 80 to do it. You know, do it when you're in your 50s, Mm -hmm. 60s. Coming Um, up on that point. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So let's see. So from just a a business side point, uh, getting into the health insurance. uh, Well, actually, no, one question I had. So health care versus health insurance, is there a difference? And what's the kind of breakdown between that?
1: Well, health insurance is what you use to help pay for health care.
0: Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So health care would be
1: you going to Mary Beth Wims for um, mm-hmm. your physical therapy or going to see Dr. Liz to get adjusted. Um, that's health care. Okay. Uh, we so health care is, is
0: the, the service that you're – okay. And health insurance helps pay for that. Yep. All right. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, so getting into – this business, so what was uh, your kind of entry point into getting into the health insurance world?
1: Yeah, um, well, uh, I kind of got my fix in the nonprofit world. That's how I started. Okay. worked for the YMCA of Greater Kansas City, and um, I worked with kids and uh, youth sports and coaching and all the stuff that I always thought I wanted to do, which I really enjoyed. I loved it. Did a lot of fundraising, really enjoyed that. Um, I really just enjoyed helping people. I felt like, you know, I was making a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, the nonprofit world, I had some goals. Uh, Wanted to have a family, wanted to have a house, wanted to be able to travel and things like that. And I just kind of realized that uh, I needed to probably further my education. So I moved back from Kansas City to Iowa to to pursue going to law school actually. Mm. And um, prepared, took the LSAT. Oh, wow. And uh, I ha- just kind of like a lot of things happened, at least in my life, um, timing. Uh, I had a buddy that was working for this company and uh, met up with him as he was working. He was coming through Des Moines, and we went out and uh, and talked a little bit, and he made a really compelling pitch for me to come try this mm-hmm. for one year. He said, try this one year. If you hate it, go to law school. I was, I think, 26 or 27 at the time. Okay. Yep. Right about and, where but, I'm at. Yeah. And, um, he made that pitch and now here I am 18 years later talking to you. So it Mm -hmm. worked and I, it stuck. And I think a lot of the things that I wanted, I still get, I mean, the opportunity to help, hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but Mm -hmm. there are times where I feel like I help, you know, I help someone and I really Mm -hmm. made a difference in their life. Um, so I, I still feel like I get that fix. Um, I get the ability to work for myself and so mm-hmm. my agents as well not my agents but my
0: my yeah. team so that's something if if people are wondering okay like so yeah i, I went to college you know i'm an engineer you, you gotta have a degree for that uh i definitely appreciate education but i'm, I'm kind of to the point that you know unless you're really going for like engineering or med school be a lawyer something really specific i'm i'm kind of a against going to college these days and i i'm always whenever i meet somebody that's you know, fresh out of high school or they're going to college and they say they don't want to know, don't know what they want to do yet. I'm always like, Hey, go, just go try something or get something, something sales based. Uh, especially if they say, you know, I just, I just want to make some money, you know, then the sales or, uh, anything that involves, you know, commission based, um, is something they good to get experience in. And then, uh, so I mean, for especially for this, there's no you don't need like a, a degree or anything to get started. I'm sure there's you know maybe some certifications or you got to learn a bit, but yeah, the barrier of entry into this you know it's, yeah. it there's not nothing super there's nothing too high to climb nope, for it and there's you can, really not uh, you can jump in and you know make some money out of it even if you don't end up liking it. Hey, a couple of years. You know, set yourself up a lot better than somebody that spends four years paying a bunch of money, coming out. I just like throw my journalism buddy under the bus. You know, pay pay all that, come out making like thirty k a year. Yeah, hardly able to live off of that these days in a lot of cases, unless you're really penny pinching. Right, exactly. Um,
1: I I completely agree with everything you said. I, I, if I were to go back, I would, and I think I watched a video not long ago that was like, you know, your twenties are your workshop time Mm -hmm. to go try everything, right? Like just go and, and go fail at 20 different things. Mm -hmm. Now that's easier than said than done, you know, in a time where you're, we have student debt and, um, you know, inflation and that need to make money. But, you know, if you can afford to, to hole up at your, if you're, you know, privileged enough to still have parents that allow you back in the house. Mm-hmm. I took advantage of that a couple of times in my twenties and it really helped me to get where I am now. So if you can do that to take some risks, to try some different things, go sell something, even mm-hmm. if that's outside of your go, um, you know, learn to speak the language of business. I think that's probably a good, no mm-hmm. matter what you do, there's going to be sales Yeah, That is business. a big one. I've yes. been doing
0: some, you know, serving gigs on the side just to promote or, keep the, keep the dream afloat. And yeah, you start to realize that it's just, you know, I've always been in the business where I had four internships, went straight into work. So I was always business oriented the last few years, but then you realize, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that, okay, they might even have a degree, but they don't really have any business experience. And yeah, there's definitely a difference in how people speak, converse. And it makes a lot of sense when you, you maybe hear somebody that's like, oh, I can't get a, you know, I don't know, can't they can't get that that kind of you know professional job that they think they can you know qualify for? I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's you start to realize, yeah, there's there's a difference there.
1: Yeah, and and you you know you can't uh, sometimes quantify how important it is to to be able to speak to different populations, you know, mm-hmm. to. Um, my wife would make fun of me because I make a game of it. I mean, I, I still, I just enjoy people. I enjoy getting to know their stories. And sometimes when you force yourself, at least in your twenties, to sort, you know, go uh, spend some time with someone that you have nothing in common with. I mm-hmm. mean, that's so valuable. That's what a lot of college is too. I think. Yeah. Um, for but you sure. have to sort of force yourself to get out of your comfort zone, and I, uh, you know, and then it's just a game and it's fun. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. anyway, yeah, that, that's. Very good points. Um, try different things. Go work in the food, you know, service industry. Wow, mm-hmm. those are That's, the hardest workers in the world, right there. I yeah, mean, it's, being it's on your different. feet for eight hours. Uh, I still contend that some of the waitresses that I've waiters and waitresses that I've met are the smartest people on earth. When you figure you have five tables of seven different people, and if if they order like my wife, which uh, you know, hold the uh, dressing on the side add this oh if that's not available I'll take this and remember that for like five to different six different tables mhm that's a different kind of brain I don't have yeah, it
0: yeah there there's some servers that yeah they just walk right over the terminal off the top of their head I'm that dude I got a whole page worth of notes numbers diagram of the table I mean I make it work and <laughs> I think it goes pretty well but yeah, yeah that's, there's there's some Some people do it right here right between yeah, the it, years yeah it so. makes me think okay if I mean not to to slam serving gigs too much but you know if if they just took that and applied it to you know something else you know how much potential there is out there and that's kind of something I want to do with this podcast is just show people get to know different industries and let people know what's out there and especially the ones that hey you don't need a degree for and you know you could make a comfortable living and with this sort of job have that flexibility to go travel with your family uh, you know kind of be in charge of your time which is That's definitely one of the biggest things that why I made the switch, you know, especially coming from construction management, you know, one, you're on salary, and then two, you don't really have a a set schedule, you know, the beginning of the job, it might be, okay, a normal work week, and then the second half of the job, it's nine, 10-hour days, plus a Saturday, plus a Sunday, and it just, you know, snowballs, and you start to think, ah, is this you know, what, what, el- what else is out there? I'm, I'm very grateful for the kind of, like you said, meeting lots of different people Con- construction. You definitely, when you're, when you're managing the people, there's a lot of, a lot of personalities out there. You got the old, just old school, exactly what you expect kind of construction workers, the new, just young guys that didn't want to go to school and were willing to, you know, put in some work. So yeah, that's uh been been interesting I, I, I like to think of something to my advantage going forward in business i've been a part of manufacturing design construction now service and i'm still always applying my kind of problem solving mindset you know looking at okay how do the how do they operate oh does this apply to this industry stuff like that yeah
1: i admire that about you austin you have that's that's gonna serve you well the way that you've uh, experienced lots of different things at a young age, different industries. It's it's and sometimes you just don't know exactly how
0: that's gonna look, but um, you're definitely to me you're doing it the right way for sure. Yeah, it's an inch up uphill battle, but you know we're getting there. And that's that's back to what you said, 20s. You know those workshop years. That was I spent honestly about a year just trying to remap my brain to be okay with that fact i was i was raised in a very just risk averse family i was operated that way you know just save money which you know in the end that allowed me to go out on my own for a while without even having to have a side gig um and gives me the confidence that once i do start making money again you'll recoup be fine um but yeah just yeah that that 20s not being afraid to fail yeah a lot of the the big entrepreneurs i follow online people that you know making millions a year you know they they talk about a lot that's hey just just go try stuff in your 20s there's there's so much opportunity out there you can easily make up for it once you find your thing and it's yeah you just see a lot of people you know they just get either way too comfortable or intimidated and they just they sit and chill in that one spot
1: yeah and you know not everybody is looking for a challenging a uh, high-paying career, and, and that's yeah, okay. that's
0: true. I, I have friends that you know make significantly less than what I was making. They just seem totally content, and I'm just like, man. I'm, honestly, I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, I'm a little jealous. I'm sitting here doing pretty good for a 24 or 5 year old, and I'm just like, got that itch. I'm like, ah, I know, I know, I can do so much more. It's like, how do I do it? We're all wired different, and um, you know, ultimately, you're just trying
1: to figure out. You know what your proclivities are, and and where you both best best line up, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody perfectly lines up with anything. Honestly, I yeah, it's you know it's true. There, uh, there's always trade offs, but there's always that. It, it, but you know, um, I think that uh, if I were to go back in my twenties, I'd just say swing for the fences more, try mm-hmm. more things, do more things. Don't be afraid. You know, look at failure as a, a win. You know, how many mm-hmm. times can I fail? Um, I love the old Michael, the Michael Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, I can't. I, now I can't remember it, but he, he made he missed more shots than than anyone in history, and he also won more games. Yeah, uh, that's true. I won't try to more. rehash that because I can't remember the quote. But swing mm-hmm. and miss as much as you can. Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. There we go. (laughs) Babe Ruth. I love the
0: the quotes on the wall. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, listening to somebody that was a good friend of my uncle that passed away, and he's got a very successful, I think he he builds those uh, sprinter vans that people turn into like little RVs and, you know, makes a whole bunch of money doing that. I think he's got another, I don't know, audio installation business, something like that, but they're build a nice big house in steamboat springs colorado just like oh that'd be my my dream vacation spot to own something and yeah he was talking about in his 20s he's just like you know i just i said screw it i went and moved to a ski town you know like i'm just gonna hang out here and do whatever work i can find and then yeah he's kind of eventually stumbled across his knee she met his uh now and still wife they seem super happy you know they're just killing it and it's yeah it's that was, that was a nice example to hear somebody that hey yeah they just went somewhere without a plan yeah and you know it it worked out
1: yeah i mean stay stay open stay open to anything and um most people don't end up you know doing exactly what their dream job of uh, when they were 12 years old mm, uh, sure. pursuing that exact same dream you learn about yourself you learn uh, some things that maybe you thought you weren't good at that you are good at and vice versa maybe things that you thought you were really good at you mm-hmm. weren't quite so good so stay open
0: try lots of different things um, that seems like a good philosophy to me yeah so now that you've you know you've reached a good point what are uh, what are some of those opportunities things you like to cash in on things you like to do with your free time uh, with the you know wealth and time you've built over over the years
1: yeah I mean I, I love uh, any opportunity I can to spend with my family right now is kind of number one. So um, mm-hmm. I coached my son's basketball team. I loved doing that for years. Um, now he's off into doing swimming, and I used to swim when I was a kid. So I'm really oh, okay. invested in watching them swim, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, anything health-related is big for me right now as much mm-hmm. as I can to, to try to get on my bike and lift weights and things like that any, you know, any free time I have, uh, I'm, I'm spending time doing that. And, uh, otherwise I just like, you know, I love like live music and I like traveling,
0: mm-hmm. uh, trying yeah, to, you guys had a big, food. uh, Utah trip recently. Wasn't that,
1: um, we or, went to, yeah. um, uh, Tahoe, Tahoe Lake okay. Tahoe, California.
0: Yep. Oh, uh, California. Okay.
1: California, Nevada. It's right on the, you know, it actually goes to, to both hmm. sides of the, of the line there, but okay. Yeah, so hiking, biking, anything, um, exploring new places and new restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my wife and I like to, to explore different kinds of wine and stuff like that. So that's kind of most of our time mm-hmm. spent parenting, but once in a yeah. while we
0: figure out some travel time as well. Nice, nice. Uh, so in terms of, so let's see, so what? what is your position in the, the company business? Yeah, so
1: um, I'm a regional manager. Regional manager, okay. Yep, so um, our home office is here in West Des Moines, and uh, this office has about 22 agents that that are affiliated with this office. Um, About 10 of those agents are uh, Mm full-time, do nothing but work for Kemper Health and and sell uh, for Kemper Health. Now, we can help you with any company in the state, but their primary income is coming from Kemper supplemental insurance from Kemper. So and then we have a number of um, what we call connector agents. So um, have a large number of financial planners that uh, Mm. offer you know one or two of our products to their customers because they fit in really well with their strategy Mm. uh, planning. The home health care, especially financial advisors really um, like that product. They like to be able to offer it. So we have this uh, we call them connector agents. People that are in the financial world. They get, um, people asking them about health insurance. So, uh, we basically, they're a conduit between us. We write the insurance and then, um, they take part in that referral. They, they, they're part of the transaction.
0: Yeah. So what, uh, so I know you're an agent yourself. Uh, what are some of the other duties that you find yourself doing now at this? At this level of the business, um,
1: as a manager, uh, a lot of the things that I work coaching, uh, training, um, just educating the 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 newer agents on, you know, how to to give good advice. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, we are financial advisors. We just only work in the realm of health insurance.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we are we are health insurance advisors. I guess is the best way to put it. So a lot of my time in the beginning is just educating them. On how to uh, how to give people good advice uh, in regards to their health insurance. Um, Otherwise, uh, what are my other duties? You know, staying on top of continuing education, um, and then just a you know a lot of administrative duties that come with being a manager as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Are there any uh, big hurdles that stick out to you that you know kind of gave you gave you pause, or what what challenged you the most as you're kind of moving up the ladder? Well, uh, yeah, lots of obstacles. Um, I'm
1: really, really stubborn, so uh, that doesn't serve me well in all areas of life, but it's served me pretty well in this. Uh, I wasn't a rapid riser; it took me a long time. We have different rungs of management, and it took me quite a long time to get from the first rung to the second rung and, and I just attribute it mostly to being stubborn and persistent mm-hmm. um But um, I mean, the biggest obstacle that we've had or I've had as a manager in our team has been 2020 uh, when COVID hit in in March because we were a face-to-face, sit-at-your-kitchen-table company, and we literally had to change uh, 57 years of Mm, programming. mm -hmm. That's how you help people with their health insurance. You need to be with them at their business, at their kitchen counter, and in- 2 or 3 months we had to figure out how to completely change that. So, that's the biggest obstacle that we've had. And I think we have it figured out and um mm-hmm. you know, we ended up 2020 we were only down I think 10% as an office and we started yeah. off that first quarter for that first 6 months of the year we were well well behind that pace. So, mm-hmm. we came back strong in this in the second part so that's been the biggest thing that we've overcome is knowing now there's different ways yeah. of helping people. There's, yeah, you know, it's been Zoomed been interesting to see what
0: businesses survive that kind of shift. And, I mean, it is a big shift, but there's also just so much good technology out there and options that, I don't know, I feel like, you know, there's there's not much of an excuse to not, you know, be able to continue business with that unless – I don't know. There's something that you know truly can only be in person.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, it's it's harder for some to adopt that te- technology than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we just we've had to be patient and just keep working with people and showing them there's another way of doing it. But yeah,
0: I think we made this made the switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for this kind of industry. Um, So you know, so most of the income is based off of commission. You know what you're what you're connecting your clients with. Um, So what are your biggest? I don't know networking tips on you know finding those people that become potential clients. Well, B and I has been so Mm. good, and um, and I really
1: adopted the B and I philosophy from the get go, which is givers gain, and I think the biggest thing. I would say if I was, you know, if somebody was asking for advice on networking is
0: do exactly find that. something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, go B- out. BNI, I, guess, we'll, yeah, we'll get BNI plug business, business networking international, uh, probably just about every major city probably has a group. And so it's a group of people. Um, then there's no overlap, uh, in terms of what you do within the group. So you're the only health insurance agent in the group. Um, and then you meet and you're, There's kind of a structure to it to, you know, learn about the other people's business, get them referrals, you give them referrals. Yes. Um, So, yeah, anything like that. Um, Let's say maybe they don't have that option in the other kind of – Well,
1: you can duplicate what you do at B&I very Mm -hmm. easily, I think, by just reaching – So, for instance, uh, I have a networking group that I am active in. It's an online – group
0: called alignable okay a- yep. A-L-I-G-N-A. yeah, I to, something i've been on my list to dig into more
1: yeah and i think um like a lot of people will tell me that they're like ah, i tried that aaron it doesn't work very well and i said well what did you do well i just got on there and i told people what i did and no one approached me mm. well that's not how you do it um you have to reach out to people you have to want to connect with people and you have to be curious to learn about what they do mm-hmm. if you do yep. that part of it it it's just, it'll reciprocate and yep. you, and like i think uh, one of our members abby said today you, it's not a transactional thing you go in there generally curious uh about others business and then ask them the question what can i do you know to help you grow your business mm-hmm. and um when you do that enough times you know who do you want to help in your life you want to help people that are helping you i mean there mm-hmm. so I, I there's a certain amount of um you know, if you help people, um, they're going to also say, "Hey, I want to help Austin's business as well." Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. if you help someone then and you don't get anything back, you know, I tell the, our team, every time you sit down and have a cup of coffee, you just gave a 30-minute commercial to someone else who can then go tell someone else. Yep. And you can't quantify that. If you're doing that five times a week business will come back in. You might not even know that it came from that 30-minute coffee that you had. Mm-hmm. But if you start looking at it as, hey, you know, it costs right now, I know because I just shot a TV commercial, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's not, mine's not even on TV, it's just on streaming. Oh, um, sure, yep. And it's expensive. Well, you can do that same thing by going out and connecting with other business owners and buying them a cup of coffee and, and learning about their business, finding out what you can do to, to refer to them. And then giving your your spiel, your commercial, that's a free way of getting mm-hmm. a lot of marketing. Um, so if you're a, somebody new in any industry, you know, simply just reaching out and saying, hey, I, my name's Aaron, and I'd really love to learn more about your business. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. Most people don't say no to that, you know? Yep. Um, it, it can be coffee, tea, pastry, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and who do you, you know... Who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to people that are interested. Hey, I'm really interested in your business and what you do.
0: Uh, that's hard to say no to that. So, yeah, I people think, like to talk about themselves. So they do. Kind of yes. lead with that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna hack networking, I think that's probably the easiest thing you can do. Uh, get out again. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I there's not a business I won't go sit down and have a cup of coffee with. And, Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, I thought there's no way this is ever going to benefit me and you will be surprised, you know, with health insurance, it's easy because, Oh, I have an aunt that's retiring early. Yeah. She was just talking about her health insurance. So any excuse that you have to go out, first of all, it's just fun. I think to go learn about different businesses and different people and their stories. But second of all, it's good business Mm -hmm. as well. It gets your, uh, if you got a good compelling story,
0: people are going to tell that story to other people. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'd say that's some some pretty good advice to to end this episode on. Uh, so red carpet time. How can people get a hold of you um, or your business? Say they're if they're listening. Oh, I, you know, they might have a solution for me. How can how can people get in contact with you?
1: Yeah. So um, you can find us at akphealthinsurance.com, dot dot com. Um, you can call our office at 515-727-1755. You can Google us, mm-hmm. um, uh, and there's a way to, to contact me there. Um, so, yeah, that's the main ways to get in touch, so, in touch yeah. with us.
0: So, for that, you are you restricted to Iowa? Nope. Or you can... Um,
1: I have licenses in about 15 different
0: states. And okay. If there's a state so, I'm not licensed in, I can likely... Uh, become okay, licensed but, there to help. All right. Good deal. I appreciate your time today. This was fun. Um, glad to, I'm excited to get this episode out there. I know it's does it's not a very glamorous topic, but I think it's a, a very important one that people need to know more about. And I know that's your mission. So hopefully I can help uh,
1: yeah, thanks move for that mission
0: along. And um, yeah, feel free to, once this is out, turn it into your own content if there's any good clips. So Awesome. Thanks for inviting me. So that wraps it up today for this episode of the Shale Solutions Podcast. I hope once again that I was able to give some people a good insight into a different industry. Uh, I think health insurance is definitely something that people do not know enough about. It's not taught in school, but it's very important. So hopefully, if anything, everyone learned a little something about that industry uh, and what could be a good route for you. you. And I also hope that those people that were like me that were on the fence about starting a business and always worried about, oh, if I don't have those company benefits, am I going to be able to afford it? So hopefully this showed that there are some affordable options out there. So again, I appreciate you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast for more. If you want to look me up online, feel free to look me up at Austin Shadle or Shadle Solutions on both LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. And I look forward to sharing the next episode with everyone.